dancing around. All right, brother. Dan, you think that Pantera doesn't have what it takes? Well, you need a walk-on, homeboy. Because Pantera is going to show a vulgar display of power on your ass like you've never seen before. So listen to everything in Pantera's discography from the very beginning to... Who hell, I don't know, uh, reinventing the steel, I think. Maybe I should do my research before this. And then you'll realize that Pantera is the only band, the one band that matters when it comes to metal. All right. We're talking about Callisto tonight. Yes, we are. Hello. All right. Callisto, yeah. All right. That's like in the... Finland. I was thinking like that Trivium song that's got Callisto in the title. I don't like Trivium. I, well, I know you don't. Well, that's why I brought it up. Well, we need we need to start this off right. I'm just saying. Or at least my definition of right. <laughs> so you got to bleep me out. So oh, I'll say oh, something oh, obnoxious. Oh. Is that it? Only on that? occasion. Okay. And if you believe Jeff is obnoxious. Deal with it, because you are ready for this episode of Discography Discussion. I am Joe. That is Dan. That is Jeff. And the beep just got used again. Woohoo! All right, cool. What was the deal with Kellum? Where did that come from? What are you talking about? You didn't hear the intro? No. You're, You're lucky. You'll hear it when the show posts. Oh, you mean that? You mean that that two-minute promo he did? That uh, yeah, yeah. Said that he was going to change my mind about something that I cannot ever have my mind changed on. Yeah, I think he's calling you out, man. Yeah, well, we'll do battle with Kellum at some point in the future. Okay. And he's just going to have to deal with it. Hopefully, it's just him. Let's hope so. So, who are we talking about today? We're talking about Callisto. <sighs> Why? Because they're a Finnish, <laughs> they're a Finnish metal band, and I like them. I, I think the uh, the term metal is used loosely in this instance. It's post-metal. So it's not metal. It is metal. It was metal at some point. It's I'll got, give you that. It's got thick, right. heavy riffs and uh, uh, you know, a dark atmosphere. And uh, there's screaming. It's metal. There definitely is screaming. And I, I, I get a little bit of a Zayo feel off of it. Um... Yeah, I think I think we just discovered why Dan likes. Yeah, that Callisto. might be it. You know, <laughs> I listened to this and I said I don't know who they're trying to be. You know, it sounds like Mars Volta decided to jam with Hope's Fall, Zayo, and the Fifth Element. And how is that a bad thing? Those are all bands I like. Uh, well, I think we know how we got to this point. Well, it's like this, Dan. If you take beer, which is awesome, you take ribs, which is awesome, you take ice cream, which is awesome having trouble figuring out how and you take this is bad. cherries and it's awesome and you put them all in a blender mix it up and then drink that it's probably going to taste like shit uh maybe it's your opinion well tell you what i'm gonna do that i'm gonna have you try it and let me know sounds good think. to me man all but, right but before we get into Next that week I'm going to take this opportunity to say thank you to everyone for listening to this podcast. Thank you for subscribing. It really helps us out. We are on Google Play. We are on iTunes. We are on Stitcher. We are on TuneIn Radio. So if you have an Amazon Echo product, you can say to it, Alexa, play the latest episode of Discography Discussion, and she will. We're also on Facebook and on Twitter at Discuss Metal. Be sure to like, favorite, and subscribe. Tweet at us. 
you know, it helps us out. It lets us know you're listening, and we greatly appreciate it. And if you are not a patron, you can become one at patreon.com forward slash discuss metal. We have some sweet perks. I'm feeling pretty perky myself tonight. I think it's just cold in here. Yeah, it is a little cold in here. <laughs> so that's probably why I'm feeling perky. <laughs> exactly. One thing that always makes me feel perky are reviews. Uh, I love reviews. Uh, five-star reviews on iTunes, preferably. I like all that stuff. Um, you don't have to give me a five-star review, but if you like the podcast, then give it a five-star review. If you don't, give it whatever you think it deserves. So, Dan, tell me all about Callisto. <laughs> Callisto is a Finnish metal band that formed sometime in the early 2000s. I'm not, I'm not looking at it on Wikipedia like you guys are smart enough to do. Oh, um, I haven't pulled up Wikipedia on this band. I know their first album came out in 2004. Yeah, well, so... That's so, their first major release. Right, they had, they had a mini CD out before that called uh, Ordeal of the Century, which I have, actually, which is uh, very strange. It's the only Callisto album I have physically everything else i've had to listen to on um i've had to listen to on youtube or on on uh, google play or on uh itunes or, or all that stuff so i haven't you know i've got it all but i've only got one physical and uh so callisto is what you would call um kind of a post metal band uh this is the first uh the first band of this genre that we've talked about and uh it's actually one of my favorite genres of music uh which is kind of like uh what me and buddy used to affectionately call doomcore uh, is it has a lot of the same uh, has a lot of the same characteristics as as hardcore music uh, or metalcore music uh, with with growled or scream vocals, uh, but it's done with a little bit more finesse and uh, it's a little bit slower paced, something more akin to what you'd hear with doom metal, uh, which is where we came up with the idea of doomcore, and uh, we and we like that. Never really stuck as a genre descriptor, but we like it. See, I listen to this band and I say they were metal at some point. And the further on they go, the less metal you can call them. Well, they were metal at the begin at the very beginning for sure. Uh, Ordeal of the Century is actually more metal, I think, than than anything that they released as full length albums. Uh, as that was a little bit more, um, a little heavier, a little crazier. Um, really good vocals with with Callisto, especially on the early stuff. Uh, sounds very reminiscent of Zeo, <laughs> which uh, obviously is a trump card for me. But no, dude, uh, Callisto played uh, played post metal. Relatively well. So if you're if you're still not really sure what I mean by bands like post metal, uh, go listen to something like uh, like ISIS or uh, Cult of Luna. Like that, that's the kind of that's the kind of thing we're looking at here. Okay. Um, kind of a kind of a slower, dirgier, more depressing take on extreme music. The band is my definition of random, in that it feels like each member of the band plays their own style. And they just kind of try to throw it together and see what fits and what works. You know, for my taste, this type of band, there's a little too much instrumental. It's almost like, why is the vocalist there if he's not going to say anything? <laughs> you have these long, drawn-out portions of the music where the band is just grooving, and I'm cool with that. But then the vocals come in, and it's like, oh, that's right, they have a vocalist in this band. And, I mean... It's post-metal. They have a saxophone. <laughs> right. Yeah. The, the saxophone appears, and I'm thinking, how did this get past Dan? And he likes that because Dan hates the saxophone. I don't love the saxophone. Well, there's a sax, and I think later on in it's one on of the other other albums, there's a, I guess they have a, a flautist as well, guesting. Yeah, yeah. They throw a lot in there. It's like a grab bag. Yeah, and normally I'm... 
I'm a huge fan of that kind of stuff. I, I kind of it's fairly established now. I like stuff that's a little off the wall. People take left turns, you know, try to make things a little unique, a little different. And it just didn't. Uh, this one just didn't catch me quite as much as some of the other stuff that we've talked about in the past that does that. Like the, a good example would be like the contortionist. All of a sudden, boom! You know, they really changed, changed course. You know, lightened it up, and uh, they I, contorted. I yeah, I mean, they really did. <laughs> uh, but it was in a great way. I mean, because you're watching, you know, this amazing gymnast do something that you don't think is physically possible, but. Uh, for Callisto, it's more like watching me try to do it, and that's not a really good picture. It's pretty harsh, man. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that's rough. Um, it, it's not that it's bad, because it, it, it's not. It's just, I don't know, it just doesn't grab me. So a word that did grab me, uh, I was reading reviews on Callisto this week, and uh, one of the first words that came up was... Uh, Second tier. Are they a second tier post metal band? And I, I what is meant by second tier is you've got the you've got the bands that are like definers of the genre. So you've got stuff like Isis, you've got stuff like Neurosis, you've got stuff like Cult of Luna, um, like th- those kind of bands that are kind of like what people would consider to be the pinnacle of that genre. And so when they would call Callisto a second tier post-metal band, what they're getting at is that maybe Callisto's stuff has that spark, has that potential. I think they're a band that has the potential to be so much more than they are. All right, that I will agree with. But but for some reason, um, there's just something about the songwriting and the, and the choices that were made over the course of their discography that would make you kind of question that. Like, you know, they've got the spark, but they, it doesn't seem like there's really a whole lot of follow-through with it. That is my biggest problem with this band. They have what I affectionately call the Mars Volta Syndrome. When I'm listening to it, it's very good. It is what it is. The musicians are very talented. The vocalist is very talented. Put together as one giant product, it all works together. And then when I leave or I stop listening to it, I remember none of it. It's like going to a fish concert. It's like, what did they play? Doesn't matter. Or going. That's because you were high as a kite if you were to a fish fish concert. I've gone to a couple. The hell are you doing on this metal podcast? Because he's. I go to Metallica too. I guess that. (laughs) So you go to rock concerts too? Is that what you're saying? I'm not convinced. (sighs) (laughs) Joe, what are your qualifications for metal? (laughs) I play guitar. Okay. I guess that's a thing. Anyway, so Callisto kind of busts onto the scene in 2004 with their first full length. It's called True Nature Unfolds. This is probably the album by Callisto that I've heard the most. And uh, it's it's definitely uh, one of my favorites out of all of them. Uh, this is this is Callisto with their most basic form. So th- this has got the post-metal thing down pretty well as far as it's slow. It's kind of got its own atmosphere. It's it's equal parts melodic and heavy. Um, there's no clean vocals. It's it's all it's all growled, screamed vocals. Like I said earlier, similar to Zeo in a lot of ways, and uh, and it's my cup of tea. I really I really like True Nature Unfolds, and I don't really have any kind of problem with it. And it's it's actually a good enough record for me to say that you know I was kind of excited for what we were gonna hear next. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'd have to say that out of the four uh, full-length albums they have, this is easily my favorite of the four. And I think it's because it's, you know, like you said, it's it's pretty established on on, on what you're, you're listening to. And I'm, normally I'm not a... I hate descriptors on, you know, putting people in, you know, certain genres. Because, you know, either I like it or I don't. But... Yeah, th- this one's this is pretty good. It's it's definitely listenable, and uh, what I like about it is that uh, it. I don't think there's necessarily really a, a bad song on the album. You know, th- I guess the the challenge that they have is there's not, also not a great song on the album either. So oh, I, mean, I disagree, it's just, man. I, I yeah, I mean that's that's our opinions. I mean, I know you like these guys more than I do, uh, but they're you know they're. They're middle of the road. I, I will never call anybody second tier. I mean, I, I know that white white people are say use that term. Yeah. But you know, if if they're second tier, you know, metal band, then I'm like nine hundredth tier podcaster. So right. Yeah, that's very true. And, and that's kind of how I look at. It. I'm never. That's you. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I know you're uh, you're an arrogant sob. So <laughs> you you think you're the 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 best shit on the face of the earth, uh, and, and that's what works. I, I think that for no, you. No, that's uh, that's Joshua Toomey. Oh he's the yeah. Best shit on earth. Yeah. But he's a Preds fan. I don't know if I can handle that. All right. Well, we'll get into that some other time. <laughs> Truthfully, this is the only album I like from this band. Really? Yeah. Like, tell me what you like about it. I like the droning. I like the I like the attempt at creating atmosphere. There are aspects of other bands that I hear in this such as the the jazzy parts, the cleaner parts, very reminiscent of Between the Buried and Me. I would even go far enough to say that Between the Buried and Me was probably influenced by this band in some way. But for the most part, it's slowed down. I don't hear anything special. And after several listenings, I've tried to remember it. And I, I just don't. I mean, I've been listening to it for years. So maybe that's that's where I differ. It could be. I can more or less tell the songs apart. Um, I, like, I like kind of the jazzy, bluesy stuff that's going on in some of the tracks. I mean... You can definitely tell it came out in 2004 because it has that, that new metal touch. Uh, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't hear that, but... Yeah, I don't, I don't hear that either. I hear it right now. It's got kind of a jazzy, bluesy sound. Uh, my favorite songs on this record are Worlds Collide, and uh, there's another one called uh, Like Abel's Blood Cried Out for Revenge. <laughs> Those are both really good songs. They're good and long, and I think they really capture what the band's going for on this record. Yeah, Worlds Collide and Masonic, that's probably that's probably my two right there. But Worlds Collide is probably the best song on the album. Yeah. Well, I mean, I- if there's something that's going to edge on the, the close to like what I, I was talking earlier about all the songs are good, that's the one song that's probably the closest to great on here. Did you notice, too, that this record didn't really, it wasn't trying to fill the hour like some of the other records were? This one kind of, they just kind of got in, did their thing, and then that was it. Whereas on later albums by this band, you'll notice they meander. They meander quite a bit, and it's almost like I look at the I look at the total play times on some of them, and it's like an hour and eight minutes, 
or just an hour or whatever. And what bothers me about that is that, yeah, there it seems like there's a lot of meandering thrown in there just to get to that point. But it wasn't like this on 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 the first album. And uh, True Nature unfolds. I mean, it, that that record was really good in the regard in in the sense that you know they kind of just did their thing, and it was when it was over, it was over, and it didn't feel forced. That like, would be my review. It doesn't feel forced. Right. It's a legitimate thing. It's very chill. The funny thing is, I don't think this is their. Um, it's not their most popular. Well, at least from a list the amount of listeners, it's not their most popular album. I think that's actually the the next one, which is Noir. Noir, yeah. This is the first one I heard from them. Noir. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's a lot of it took a a, a, a major left turn for me. I was not expecting it going from their first major release to, to Noir. I was like, wow, this is definitely different. And I think uh, Noir is a very appropriate uh, title. I was listening to it. It made me think of like the whole old school film noir stuff. You know, as far as... Uh, I would say that's on purpose. Yeah, I think so too. But uh, that's what I felt like and that's what I that's what I heard. And I, and I was... That just... It wasn't my cup of tea. It's melancholy. Yeah. And it, some people will call that meandering. Some people will call that boring. I thought it really worked here because this was this was a huge growth for the band. I think it was still growth at this point. I don't think it was... Um, I don't think it was like something that they were like, okay, we're gonna change it up here. That 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 I think was more of the first album. I think I think some of the more melodic or there was there was more of the third album, but I thought Noir was growth. I think I think they moved forward it while still retaining their old sound. I think this is still heavy. Um, I, it's, you see, that's it's it's there's parts that are that are heavy but as a collective whole it's it's to me it's not heavy at, at, at all is it dark and haunting yeah sure but it, i don't think it's i don't necessarily think it's heavy at all yeah but how how well do you think that they achieved the atmosphere that they were going for here I mean, the record's called noir i mean does yeah, it I not mean, feel I mean, that way yeah i mean but that doesn't mean that i have to like it but yeah, you're right. You know, if, if that's the goal that they they were looking to achieve, then yeah, they you know they probably, with some success, got what they were looking for. I mean, and and obviously so. I mean, this is this is by far the most popular album as far as album sales and things of that nature. Right. So, you know, apparently I'm in the minority because there's more people that liked it than disliked it compared to. I guess my my perspective. There's probably more people out there that think like you than me. I mean, I enjoyed it. I liked the scream vocals on this one a lot. Uh, with the music, I thought it fit really well. It was more of a deeper register on this one than the previous, which was more growly. This is a little bit more like guttural. Yeah, and, and actually, I, I do like that. I just wish there was more of it. Maybe. Yeah, maybe I that's, mean, it, maybe it that's comes what off my as thing more, is as more emotional. But I mean, Noir is, is is literally the last Callisto record where the vocals are predominantly screamed. So that was, you know, for me, I mean, you know, like I said, like with Buddy, Buddy loved this band just as much as I did back in the day. And um, obviously his big thing is, is the screaming. Um, I didn't really care one way or another, but I did appreciate it. And I thought it, I thought it really added to the atmosphere of this record. And I don't think that the songs are as meandry on this one as they were on later records. Um, but this record, it seemed like they were just more focused on just, you know, 
Okay, like like because I mean on Noir, like we're listening to it right now is one of the one of the first songs where it's like they just kind of were like, okay, stop. Now we're gonna go listen. into this. Now we're gonna go into this weird bluesy, jazzy. Well, segment. yeah, yeah, because yeah, it makes you think of you know, like if you're watching like an old, you know, old like L.A. Confidential. I mean, like an old film, you know, or you know, film noir stuff, and you're you're in some bluesy cafe. Everybody's got you know zoot suits on and so a smoky haze in the room. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's like my basement. So I do get that, but it just. Just wasn't expecting it, I guess. I don't know. It, it just caught me off guard, and maybe that's my problem. Is you know, maybe if I had uh, have the established, uh, you know, tenure of listening to it like Dan has, I, I maybe my my opinion would have changed because I've only you know listened to Callisto here and there throughout the years. I haven't been a a steady uh, consumer of their product, and maybe that's what my problem is because one of my favorite bands of all time, even though it's it's not metal is sunny day real estate and the first time i heard it i i didn't care for it at all i was like what is this and the more and more i listen to it diary is one of my all-time favorite albums and it's because i listened to it over and over again and it slowly grew on me and maybe if i listen to these guys more my opinion will change and if it does then i'll you know i'll eat crow but right now it just doesn't doesn't hit me in the feels yeah i mean it does for me, especially because I feel like I would be more of your guys' opinion on the band had the next record sounded just like True Nature Unfolds. A band like this can't not progress. Like, if they stayed in that in that same style throughout True Nature Unfolds and, and through this record, I think... I think I would have lost interest. I think there was still a little bit enough. There was enough tidbits in this for me to really still get into it and still like it. Right. And actually, uh, even though I liked the previous album more, my favorite song is actually on this album, which is uh, Woven Hands. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. I, I, I really do like that. And uh, I actually took your advice and started. I, I looked into the lyrics on it, and that's. I think that's really the first time since I've started doing the podcast, I actually paid a little closer attention to the lyrics. I've always been more about the, the emotional feel of, of it. And their, their lyrics are, uh, I mean, I, I, I know they're a Christian band, but some of their stuff's kind of haunting, you know, as far as uh, lyrically speaking. Well, yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, I didn't even register it until we started doing this podcast. I never even registered them as a Christian band. I didn't think that, that was like a, wasn't something I was looking for, I guess, when I got into it. And, uh, it was hiding there the whole time. I just like the way it sounded. Yeah, so I mean that that I thought that was kind of cool and different. Um, yeah, because normally, I mean, as everybody who's listened to this podcast knows, I mean, it, Dan's got a pretty established background in in Christian metal. So I I originally thought that's the reason why we were um, doing Callisto. And Dan, and Dan, yeah, I had no clue, and he had no clue, and he he texted me in the middle of the week. He's like, "Oh, dude, I just started reading the lyrics on some of this stuff." I'm like. And he's like, it's this is Christian stuff, and I'm like, right, yeah, I thought that's why we were uh, doing this episode. He's like, no, I had no idea. Yeah, I mean, typically on the show we try to space the Christian bands out because I don't want anybody to get the impression that's all we're going to ever talk about. And uh, so, 
with Callisto though, what I liked about it is it was not like a preachy. It wasn't like a striper or you know Christian band thing. It was really cool, and I I really loved um, what I heard. And the the lyrics are very, despite having kind of a more positive angle, are still really damn depressing. And uh, it's like almost a little too honest, like to the point where like some of the droning kind of makes sense because. At least to me, it makes sense on this record, especially when you when you when you couple it with the type of emotions that are being brought to the table on on some of these lyrics. And you can pull up all their lyrics on darklyrics.com and read along with them. Um, it's it's some good stuff, and I, I recommend it even if you're not from a religious background. Um, I don't think it's going to dissuade you from what the band has going on. But yeah, I had no issues with Noir, honestly. I mean, it was one of my favorite records by them. It was long. It droned on a little bit. I mean, I don't... Yeah, so this is a... What is this, a soprano sax or a clarinet? Can't tell. That's a soprano sax. Okay. Yeah, so I mean, you know, there was saxophone on <laughs> on Noir. Which is one of your red flags. So. I don't typically like it, but in this case, it worked pretty well. Why, why is the saxophone in rock music a bad thing? It's not a bad thing, necessarily. I just hate the way it sounds most of the time. No, I love quarter flash. You guys remember them? No, no, I haven't heard that one. Eight, oh no, it's it's total like cheesy '80s rock. But the uh, the woman who fronted that band, yeah, well, that was the other thing that was interesting because it was early '80s. It was a, it was a rock band fronted by a woman, and she also played the sax, and she was pretty badass on on the saxophone. But yeah, if you if you pull up some of their more popular stuff, you're if you're older, you'll know it. Otherwise, you'll hear your parents going, oh, I heard that song before. But yeah, it can work. Yeah, I, I, I promise you, Joe, that song gets better as time went on uh, on it, Woven it, Hands. I think you're he, definitely I mean, right. You're right. It's one of the best songs in the album. I didn't have any issues with Noir, and I thought it was a really good step ahead for the band. And I think it, it gained them a lot more notoriety uh, in that scene than, than maybe they had gotten with True Nature Unfolds because... Even though True Nature Unfolds is my favorite, it's not like necessarily the most unique album out there. It's it's if you're into bands like that, you're not really going to see something like True Nature Unfolds and think, "Wow, this is really unique and different. I'm going to check this out." With Noir, it could change your mind about it. I guess I, I guess I just don't get it, because this is Providence, 2009. Every place I look, this is this is labeled as metal. Yeah, and I don't. I don't hear it. I, I don't hear it either. Actually, on this on the first song in session, I think they were listening to the Last Mohican soundtrack <laughs> because the, the I'll the, give you that the guitar part sounds exactly like uh, one of the songs that's used prominently in that film, and, and that's mainly because that's one of my all time favorite movies. So I. I I've listened to that soundtrack more than I care to admit. Well, actually, I'll admit it. it it's, it's pretty fucking awesome, so I listen to it a lot. I don't care what you guys say. I think this album's still metal, and uh, it's different for sure. Uh, I don't think it's all that different than like what Opeth started doing later on. Like, It's not as like technically sound as Opeth, but... Um, no. Hey, you know, the, the fact that I think the thing that I noticed that was weirdest about Providence when I first heard it was like... Okay, wow, they're singing now. They they they've got clean vocals, and that was different uh, for Callisto. Everything before that had predominantly been screamed. I mean, they had like guest vocalists, 
before that. That did the clean stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean... I, I my think I'm, my biggest prov- problem with Providence is, just from a production standpoint, it's there's a big drop-off, in my opinion, from noir. It doesn't sound as good, yeah. It, it, it doesn't at all. And the... I think I would like this one more, especially with the vo- the vocals sound distant to me. And maybe that was a an educated decision on their end, but I didn't particularly care for it. I wanted the vocals to be a little more prominent and less. Uh, it just sounds like he's, you know, I don't know. It's like fuzzy. Uh, it's like foggy and hazy a bit with the vocals uh, on the almost on the entire album, and I just. I don't particularly care for that style personally, and that's just maybe why I wasn't as a big fan of it. This is the one I tortured my wife and kids uh, when we went when we were going to visit my parents, which is about an hour and a half away from my house, and we listened to Providence the entire time. And my wife goes, "This is boring," and right because she listens to tons of metal, right? Yeah, well, that's that's what's the scary thing is is my wife is like. Let's listen to Better Than Ezra or New Kids on the Block. And normally she gets annoyed because everything's a little too loud, a little too fast. And she's like, this is, this isn't metal. This is boring, is what she said. So I look for the point, even on stuff that I don't like, you know, I will take it with a grain of salt if somebody tells me it's the greatest thing ever great example of that is colors by by between the bear to me first time i heard it i didn't get it i'd listen to the silent circus i'd listen to the self-titled between the bear to me and i just didn't get it and i gave it a couple extra listens and now i'm happy to say that every time i listen to it i find something that i hadn't heard before that added to it i listen to this and i'm like I can't say that I know what they're going for because I don't. They're either trying to create atmospheric metal and it's just not that good or they're, like you said, Dan, trying to do what Opeth did. They're trying to slow down, but they're still going too fast. Well, I I would never describe Callisto as a fast band, but... uh, Oh, definitely. The thing is, is that, like, I mean, we're listening to Providence right now and even in session... You get it about two thirds into the song, and it kicks into gear, and it's heavy, and there's screaming, and so yeah, I don't, I don't know where you guys are getting the whole "it's not metal" thing. Well, from there's, it. there, as a collective whole, I don't view it as metal. Is there a couple of portions on the album that are metal? Yes, and we're listening to one of them right now. But right. It, to me, uh, it's just yeah. As a whole, I wouldn't view this as a, as, as a metal album. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, we talk about, you know, one of the previous episodes we did with the contortionist, and now I'm kind of going back to that, but, you know. You know what it it is, Jeff? I think think if I heard this band live, this is the wrong word, but I think if I heard them live, they'd be louder. I I I don't feel like the album is as impactful as it's trying to be, and that might be a failure of the production. Like... I'm listening to it and I'm thinking, okay, live, I swear there'd be more to hear. Yeah, that's possible. And like I said, I would agree with you too. That that was the first thing that came off on me. It's like, like somebody turned the reverb up to 50. It's like, yeah. no, 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 yeah. dude. You realize that's for taste and that's not for atmosphere anyway. 
Yeah, and I, the other thing that um, I can't remember which there's two songs, but one of them is really prominent, where they're trying to get a a, a chorus of vocals, and they're using uh, a synth to make the, you know, the 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 chorus of. Is that Stasis Dan? That has the big. I think it might be Stasis. Yeah, that that one that was a hard one for me to to listen to because everything was really good on that song and it was becoming my favorite song on the album until that hit and it just took me right out of the mood and I felt like man like my Casio keyboard when I was a kid in the 80s could make the same sound <laughs> I'm, I'm serious I'm like you know what what program are they using See, I guess I just didn't have as much of a problem, which is weird because I typically tend out of the three to be the, mo the most hypercritical one. Yeah, this has been this and, has been uh, a really bizarre week for our listening. It was definitely difficult for me because I had never listened to Callisto. I think I had heard the album Noir before and didn't realize it was this band because it seemed familiar when I listened to it. Having listened to the band, it's... <sighs> It's. I feel like they've they've recorded ten or twelve other albums that just don't exist. <laughs> Maybe because it's almost like these are the low points. You know, they almost feel like B sides. Yeah, that's and, what I was gonna say. And and don't get me wrong. Is is it atmospheric? Yes. Are the musicians clever and creative? I already said they were. I feel like they're doing something that other bands later did 10 times better. And maybe that's just the problem. It's like listening to rock and roll in the thirties and rock and roll in the fifties and rock and roll in the nineties. It's like, if, if you, if you hear it done better, the old stuff ceases to be as interesting. I mean, this isn't that old. This is like 2009. No, I'm talking about the band as a whole. I mean, yeah, but I mean, you go all the way back in the day, and they're not playing this. You know, they're still playing heavy shit. That's partly my point. I don't understand what they're doing. I feel like they're trying to do something. They're trying to progress. They're trying to. They're trying to do more than what they had done originally. Okay, yeah, I think this is a prime example of you know them trying new things. You know, and I normally uh, I like that. But it just sometimes you you try new things and it works, and sometimes you try new things and it doesn't. See, I don't think that this doesn't work. I still don't think that there's anything that makes the band bad at this point. I'm not saying that they're bad. I'll get to that on the next record, but <laughs> but yeah, this I don't. I still don't think that they've that they've sucked yet at this point. I don't think. Dude, I was the devil at the end of Catechumen on the fourth album. I'm like, no more, no more, please, no more. Yeah, the, the that was rough. Yeah, yeah, the fourth album. I was, I didn't listen to that one as much as I did the others because my mind was already made up. Unfortunately, so Providence. I mean, I thought Providence was a good record. I thought it was a, it yep. wasn't exactly a step up from Noir. At best, it would be a sidestep. But I think in, in a lot of people's minds, it's probably a step back. Yeah, and I I don't think the the production quality is not helping them at all. I. I wish that wasn't the case when I'm listening to music, but that, you know, that one of my favorite bands, uh, their industrial band called God Lives Underwater, their final album, the production quality is so atrocious that 
I can't listen to it all the way through. Oh, here's my here's my favorite part of this s- song. I'm, I'm kidding. Favorite? <laughs> is, is there really a favorite part, Jeff? I mean, we can't let it play out because we'll get flagged on YouTube. But no, I, I'm I was teasing that I don't know what the hell's going on in the background right now. <laughs> it's so fucked up. But yeah. All right, Dan, you've given me three albums. What exactly are you trying to show me? Because it's if this Dude, is it's just if, a pr- it's just a if, uh, if this is metal, it's we're off the deep end here. Like we're not even in the same pool. It's still metal. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Like, I think I think that we should name this episode. Uh, Joe and Jeff beat up Dan. I if, guess, but I mean, I don't. I, I still don't see how it's not metal. You know, fucking Opeth, Opeth can put out a record like Sorceress, and everybody's like, "Oh yeah, it's." I never said I was a big Opeth progressive fan. metal or whatever, but like, Callisto's not allowed to do this. No, they're perfectly fucking allowed. Fucking Catatonia is allowed to do whatever the hell they want, but Callisto's not allowed to do this. I, I never said that they're not allowed to do this. It, I this it, is all they do. This it's it's my. You know, just as much as it's your opinion to like it, it's my opinion to to say that it didn't work whenever they tried something new. Oh, come on, Jeff. Okay, so here's, here's what I'm going to say. <laughs> I am committing. Here's what I'm going to say. <laughs> okay. Callisto is experimental. They're atmospheric. They're post-metal. They're not progressive. Are e- they trying even to be? Though, even though that's a term that you want to apply to a band like this. You just, you, it's on the tip of your tongue. You want to say it progressive it's not it's not good enough to be progressive it's it's derivative and the problem with it really lies with their entire discography is they're they're on the shoulders of bands that have done the same thing better and they're trying to do their own thing which is why it's so spastic which is why there's so much differentiation between the songs because they're trying to carve out their own sound but they're not really doing it originally, and the songwriting itself suffers because you don't have you don't have the elaborate songwriting that you get with bands like Opeth or bands like Gojira. You know, you don't have this idea of like it doesn't seem like it's drawn out from beginning to end. In a lot of ways, it just sounds like a jam band that has hit a few good spots in places. I definitely feel like. There's no way a band like this would ever want to write a hook. And this isn't the type of music where you're looking for one. No, I like putting Callisto on and doing something else. All right, yeah, because I played Diablo 3 while I was listening to it. So is this this Is this the heavy metal (laughs) elevator music then? Oh, that's a really good term. A little I'll, bit, yeah. I'll, I'll definitely go for that. If if that's the case, episode over. We're done. We're, yeah, we're right, good. Right. Yeah, I, I think that's exactly what it is. This is uh, elevator music for metal lovers. Yeah. I think I it just it. wants to be more than it is. But I don't necessarily have a problem with that inherently. I don't think it's a huge deal. Yeah, I I, I don't think this... this uh, this band is for the critical listener. That's that's what I'd have to say. I mean, because we're just... I think they want to be for the critical yeah, listener. Yeah, absolutely, but they're not. You know, they, it, they, they tried and it just didn't work. If we, if we were walking through the record store and Dan pulls up this copy of Providence and says, Joe, you got to buy this. It's 10 bucks. You got to take it home. You got to listen to it twice. Listen to it while you're painting. While you're painting, but listen to it twice. 
I think I'd find something in it, but I wouldn't jump up and say, I got to go buy all the Callisto records. I would never have that reaction to this. With well, Providence, no. I, I would have been disappointed that I spent full price money on it. I would have needed it as a bargain bin. I don't feel that up. strongly about it, but I think. Well, I mean, hey, at least I'm spending money on it. I mean, there's, there's other bands that just. I'd leave it all together. Now, so. in contrast, if I had found Noir, I probably would have sought out another album and then would have been upset. Because <laughs> I just think it depends on which direction album. you went, went in. Well, that's true. Yeah, because if you go earlier, you'd be very happy, I think. Yeah. Okay. And I think they're a band that's really good at making heavy music, which begs the question of why they stopped making heavy music. All right, here we go. 2015. Oh. Secret Youth. Secret Youth. Well, they did not find the Fountain of Youth. I'll tell you that. Well, the weird thing, too, is that, like, so your actions speak louder than your words, right? So I'm saying, oh, yeah, I love Callisto. I like the stuff that they did. I don't know what your guys' problem is. This is All our this problem? Stuff. However, you know, when we when I first was like, we should talk about Callisto this week, I was still very, like, True Nature Unfolds and Noir. That was all that I had listened to for years. You know, and so I didn't even know about Providence. I didn't even know about Secret Youth. And there might have been a reason why you didn't know about either one of those albums. Well, even though I, I sing the praises of those albums, there's clearly a reason why I didn't continue on. Right. Even though I may not have known that consciously, I, I never I never wrote the band off or said I'm not on this on board anymore. But, you know, I started listening to better stuff and I kind of just grew out of it. So, Secret Youth was completely new to me, and I can definitely say that I was not impressed. Okay. Neither was I. We're definitely in elevator country here. Well, they're completely unrecognizable in this form. They don't sound anything like they did on the previous records. Yeah, and, and like I've said before, normally that's not a bad thing for me, but we're going we're gonna to call... I think we're going to start calling this the uh, Inflame Syndrome. <laughs> oh, it's not that bad. I listen right, to right, the, right. I, I listen know. To now, now, over. Jeff, I have already defined the Mars Volta syndrome. Okay, that's true. That's true. All right. <laughs> we can't describe we, no. three diseases in one episode, or can we? Sure we can. <laughs> well, in this one, I just think that the songwriting wasn't really there. I think I think before they still came up with good parts. Like like I said, I called them a, jab, a jam band. And they're kind of like this now, but like the jam session just isn't as good. The good stuff that you get out of them jamming ideas out over the course of a seven to eight minute song, they're not really here on this record. Yeah. The songs just kind of meander along. They're singing over them, and the singing sounds a little half-hearted, in my opinion. Yeah, I think part of my problem is if I want dark, brooding, and slow... I'm going to listen still, to Kevin Conroy do the Batman voice all night. <laughs> Or it, but but it be metal. I'm gonna go listen to Ghost Brigade. Uh, this that's actually what happens with this band. This band makes me want to go listen to Ghost Brigade, and uh, Ghost Brigade just does it a hell of a lot better. I mean, granted, it's a little bit different style, but that's it. Just makes me want. It makes me want to go listen to something else. It's like okay, I know what they're kind of what they're looking for. And I don't think they're quite getting there, so I want to go listen to something else. And, I, and and it's like what, you know, Dan said, you know, with it being 
I guess that's the part where they're second tier is they're kind of like a uh, appetizer. They make you want to go for the full course. It, Great it, opening it, band. Yeah, absolutely. That that's 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 kind of how I'm looking at it now. You know, is hey, they're they'd be great opening for Catatonia, yeah. or something like that. Yeah, they'd, right. be, they'd be great opening for the Contortionist. Well, sure. Open for between the bear to me. In let's fact, get that. Let's get that tour together. They're very reminiscent of three, or three. Was it three or threes that opened for Dream Theater and BT Bam? That was threes. Threes reminds me of them, and they had two drummers. Yes, they did. I'm going to sneak my final thoughts in here on this band. <laughs> I would rather be listening to The Great Misdirect by Between the Buried and Me, thinking that it's going to be a successful follow-up to Colors. And not only that, I'd like to listen to Swim to the Moon on repeat. I don't think it's like that. I mean, I... This album. Yeah, I mean, yeah, this album. I mean, but the thing is, is that I think every band has that album they've got that misstep the one that's just not quite there and i think i think i think the worst thing about this record is it just sounds like a lesser version of providence it sounds like a, like b-sides off of providence like these are the ideas that we had they wouldn't all fit on that record so we're going to save them for a few years and we're going to retool them or we're going to put them on this record i just think that like maybe there was this an attempt to be more mainstream here that just really was lost on everybody that was listening to it I think like a lot of bands of this ilk, I think whenever you go and see Callisto live, you're just kind of hoping they play the old stuff. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, the one thing that I will say is I, I do want to hear more uh, of his clean vocals where it's actually the focal point. I, I think It's always in the background. Like they're, not right. com- like they're not confident with them. Right, and I think they should. I think they get somebody in there to do some proper mixing and put him in the forefront i think uh i think i might actually like him more and, and i think that's probably part of my problem is is that i i'm i'm big on on the singers like i i gotta be able to relate emotionally with them well no, even and, his and, and scream I, vocals are turned down right and i and i just can't maybe that's part of my problem i just feel like i can't make a connection with them and i want to because I think he's got a decent enough voice to make it happen. But like Dan said, it's almost like they don't have enough confidence in him to, to put him in, in the front. They, he's more of an accompanying piece. Right. It never becomes, you know, it, it never becomes like we're going to take this to the next level. It's like when things get real, they just fall back into the noir sound. Right. Right. And they, they, they just kind of rely on that. Like, because there's a few songs on uh on hidden youth that, that actually sound like um they sound like noir like they they tried to go back to that uh and i think it was one of those like well we've got this fan base so if we don't appeal to them then we're who are we and i and you know i applaud them for that yeah, however fa- it doesn't it doesn't work with what they're trying to do here because they're trying to say that every record is a progression off of the last record but it really isn't like that I mean, sure, Noir was a progression off of True Nature Unfolds, but that's about it. Providence didn't really progress off of Noir, and and Hidden Youth didn't really progress off of Providence. So what you get is just a band that's more or less kind of been doing a lesser version of the same thing with each subsequent record. And I think they just do that because that's safe. That's the safe Callisto sound. Which is weird because most Bastic bands, it's not like that. It's not like, oh... We're going to play it safe. It doesn't seem like they're playing it safe, but if you really listen to it, you know, throughout, 
you start realizing that yeah, actually this is this is them playing it safe. They're 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 afraid to take it in, in a totally different direction. I feel like we skipped something. Um, I don't think that's it. We didn't. There's another Callisto band on on streaming services. It's like an electronica thing. Yeah, it's like dance stuff. That was going to be my question because I discovered. Yeah, there is two. That's funny. Apparently, there's another band called Callisto. Yeah, that, that is electronic and has a four-song album on here with 20-minute songs, so that's definitely electronic. Yeah, for sure. Or it's the latest release from Between the Baron and Me. (laughs) Or or it is Callisto, but they're just, like, have completely gone off the deep end. But, uh, no, I mean, so... Final final thoughts, Dan. Because I know know you could go on and on. Final thoughts. I like the band. Uh, I think that they could do really good. They just haven't. My final thoughts is uh, they tried and just didn't quite get there. I mean, so they were, they were close and just didn't quite get what we were looking for. It was like a C plus, right? Yeah. It's not a straight, yeah. it's not a straight F. No, 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 no. It's definitely no. not an F. I, I mean, because there's stuff that, I mean, we've heard me go off on in flames with battles. Right. They're getting, they're getting credit for trying. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it's, you can see that there's something there. It just, you know, like I said, there's nothing bad but also there's not anything great. So I think, yeah, a solid C plus is, is an accurate grade because, you know, they're just they're in the middle of the pack. Joe, what have you been listening to this week? I got I to gotta know. I've been listening to this. <laughs> I've been listening to Callisto. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. I've been sorry. trying to get it. Uh, is that it? I will always try to get it. No, that's not the only thing I've been listening to. Well, what else have you been listening to? Well, let's look at my list because that's the great thing about streaming services now. They keep track of everything you do unless you go in there and tell them to stop. You listen to some Pantera possibly? Uh, not yet. I might be prepping for something based on Kellum's comments. I have been listening to Sabotage. Ooh. Uh, I've nice. mentioned Sabotage on the show before. Uh, if you, if you don't know, it, it is the TSO. Uh, the TSO makes them a heck of a lot more money. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, they, they, they released some pretty 80s metal records uh, throughout the 80s and 90s. That's that not a bad thing. I'm a fan. If you're a guitar yeah. player, I would recommend Hall of the Mountain King to anybody that swears by any... 80s hair metal. They're not hair metal. In fact, I'd call them Baroque metal, which might be a weird Yikes. thing. Yeah, I know, but it's good. You'd like it. Before we go to the ending here, Dan, <laughs> Invisible Teeth returns. Yes. <laughs> With a lot of uh, a lot of cool comments. Uh, uh, this guy this guy listens to the podcast, which I love, and he gives a he gives a very long um yeah, very long opinion slash comment on what we talked about. Uh, I really enjoy that. Uh, he doesn't agree with us all the time, but I can tell you that he knows I, stuff. I, I would listen to, I mean, I, I would take one of those types of comments over a hundred good job guys type of comments. You know, you know, there was a, there was another comment on the Facebook page from, is it Robbie? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's him. Though. I'm pretty sure it's the same guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just based on the sheer amount of comment. But but, but what did he have to say about Haste the Day? Oh, that we had given way too much credit to uh, Jimmy Ryan and Stephen Keach, 
And uh, he's right. I mean, like going back and listening to it, we were very like, oh, my God, these vocalists, I just want to get them in a hotel room alone and have my way with them. <laughs> and we were very much like that. Um, so in typical Dan fashion, <laughs> focus on the on the screaming vocals. And right. I do that. I tend to do that. So that's what I have you guys for. You're supposed to keep me from being that way. But yeah, that Jeff be- over here was just on the same train. So we just went with it. Yeah, that absolutely. might be the, that might be the problem with most of the metal metal core bands that exist is the clean vocals fall into the background of your thought because it almost it's almost like an effect good it's, cop it, bad cop vocals it's not that it's bad it's that they all sound the same but to be fair haste the day kind of did it better than most so they were probably the influence for yeah i thought we talked groups. a fair amount about Keach's clean vocals. We did. I mean, I, the, the whole thing is that, the, the, you know, there were people singing, obviously, on the old Haste the Day records. Yes. That we really didn't mention. He actually recommended the band Last Chance to Reason. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'll be taking a look at that. Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, I, like, all this stuff was great. Um, good comments, good discussion. I talked a little bit uh, further than that. But, um, but yeah, no, he's right. I mean, every now and again on these on these podcasts, we... We have a limited amount of time that we can actually talk, so you know, sometimes things get left out, and I apologize for that. But it'll happen. Uh, you know, we'll try to be more thorough in the future. But if we're not, then uh, you know, we got somebody that'll set us straight. So uh, I'll, I'll take I like, I'll take that any day. Yeah, I like that. You know, it's constructive, and it, he, I mean, the guy knows the stuff. I mean, he he's got some really cool uh, information to give. So definitely check out the comments because he's. He's got quite a bit to say, especially uh, also about the contortionist. That was he had some really interesting things to say about that. He actually brought up Coheed and Cambria as a space-themed band. Yeah, well, they absolutely are. I agree with that. I don't know if the albums sound like space as much as Hope's Fall or equally space rock bands. Well, I mean, they're but you, their their story, their overall oh yes. idea is like, yeah, it is outer space. Yeah, no question. Definitely should have thought of that, but I was trying to think. It's Star Wars, but in space. Oh, wait. And it's starring Claudio Sanchez. Oh, yes. That yeah, dude is talented. we'll talk about Coheed sometime if we can get away with it, but I don't know if we can get away with it. Yeah, we can. We got away with the contortionists. We can get away with Coheed and Cambria. Maybe we can. Well, we sure as hell got away with uh, Callisto. Yeah, well, you know what? <laughs> I've actually been listening to a different post metal band. <gasps> How many post metal bands do you have listed a in there, Dan? Uh, but I've really I've been listening to "Give Me Rest" by Hands. It's a really good one. What about you, Jeff? Oh, uh, I've been listening to some weird shit that's really, really good. Shocker. Oh yeah, I know. I I got to find the weird shit, and it's a uh, Black Crown Initiate, and I've been listening to their newest release, "Cells We Cannot Forget." It is fucking awesome so it, yeah just go check it out it's a little all over the place but in a good way and on that note this has been episode 20 of discography discussion thank you for listening you can like us on facebook and follow us on twitter at discuss metal subscribe to our podcast everywhere you listen to podcasts including google play itunes and stitcher Visit DiscussMetal.com for all things discography discussion. Keep your eye on our blog, which is at blog.discussmetal.com, or you can find it at the homepage. We'll be doing a couple unboxings. We, I know Dan and I ordered a 20 for 20 from FaceDown, so we'll be opening that up to see what we got. There might be some trades going on. 
It'll also be on YouTube, and we'll be sharing that everywhere we share stuff. Again, thank you for listening. We will see you guys next week. Somebody strangle that fucking goat. Why'd you point that shit this way, man? Uh, it, it definitely has begun.